Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. It's going to be a good night. How many of you guys are ready for God to, to impart into you something new? Come on. Tonight we're going to be talking about, the, the, the sermon is going to be called The Lunchbox. Everybody say The Lunchbox. We're going to be talking about a boy who gave his lunch as an offering as what he had in the moment. But people rarely talk about something else. When we talk about this lunchbox, is he took time to actually make the lunchbox, right? We want to see the miracles. We want to see the successes of our lives, but it takes time. Turn me in your Bibles to John chapter 6, verse 5. Let's all stand for the reading of the word. Chapter 6, verse 5 to verse 12. It says, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test. Everybody say test. Everybody say test. For he already, everybody say already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There's plenty of grass in that place. So they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. That doesn't include women and children. Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks. Everybody say gave thanks. Everybody say gave thanks. And distributed it to all those, to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He said in this, he, he did the same with the fish. When they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather, everybody say gather. Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We pray, Lord God, that it is your words and your spirit, Lord God, being infused into every single person here in the church and online in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You can go ahead and have a seat. Today, we, we, we see a scripture of a boy bringing this, this lunchbox. Whether he packed it or his mommy packed it, because let's be honest, mommies pack lunches. So do daddies. See, whoever packed the lunch was just as important as the boy giving the lunch. Because what, what it was saying was, I don't want to miss a moment with Jesus because I'm taking my lunch. 5,000 other people did not pack a lunch. 5,000 other people just went to church to satisfy their inner feeling rather than pack a lunch to be. We'll just leave you right there. Okay. At that moment when he brought that lunch to that gathering He was setting himself up for a miracle. There's times in our lives that we got to take time in the background before the miracle to actually set ourselves up for a miracle. So 
Number one, we have to love the prep time. Love the prep time. See, the thing about prep time is, is if you know food, you know that it takes time to have good food. Right? You guys like my lunchbox? It's my lunchbox. This is my son being with me tonight. All right. Well, see, the thing about good food, five years into my marriage, I took my wife to this place called The Plantation. And it's a high-class restaurant there in Honolulu. And it got me thinking. When I sat there for this course dinner, there was this one course that really caught my eye. It had a it had a green onion something on the bottom with a little piece of meat on the top that was amazing. That could probably fail one person like never, you know. But the thing about this meal is it took time. The time of that chef or that, that, that prep cook to take time to, to grind all the green onions, to cook that piece of meat. We have to remember that with God, sometimes the prep time is more than the miracle time. We have to set ourselves up for what God wants to do in the next season, in the next purpose, in the next year. But it all takes prep time. The building that sits on top of the hill is going through a phase of construction. It's prep time. See, see, we can't, we, we are like, well, I don't like prep time. Well, maybe you just have to get in line and get into the next step of what God wants you to do. But it takes time. How do you do that? You can start with next steps. Let's be honest. You want to walk in your calling, walk in your giftings. Maybe take the next step. Right? So in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Who dares despise the day of small beginnings? Everybody say small beginnings. See, God wants us to not look at what we currently have, but press on to what he has for us. See, what we have may be small, but what God has for us is much greater. See, this boy took this lunch and took the time to prep this lunch, but he, if he didn't prep it, it wouldn't have been able to be used. God always wants to use someone who takes time to prepare for the purpose that he has for them. See, I want to encourage you tonight that no matter what season you're in, it's always a time to be prepped for the next season of life. Number two, let let what you don't have challenge your faith. See, the thing about this lunchbox, the thing about this lunchbox is I'm sure when, when the disciples were looking across the field that, that day or that evening and they saw the boy with his little lunch sack, faith started to build. He's like, oh, we have a winner. See, sometimes we have to remember it's not what we don't have, it's what we do have. See, God wants us to say, I am here, not just here by myself, but here with the tools that you have given me. And, and this is the thing. The challenge was, was funny. Let's detour a little bit from the boy tonight, just for a second. It's that part where, where he asked, test. 
test. He wanted to test his disciples. Jesus already knew what he was going to do. He already knew about the lunchbox. But he wants to test our spirits. He, he wanted the disciples to say, oh, we know you got a plan, so, so just let us be reliant. We'll, we'll just do what you tell us to do. Sometimes we want the miracle so much, but we forget to tell God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So we, we stand there and go, I don't know what to do. Like he said in John 6, 6, he asked only to test them. We must remember that through the processes of what God has in testing will come the reward that he wants us to have. See, God is, God is wanting us to, to push through. Everybody say push through. Everybody say push through. It's not about what he won't do. It's what he will do. Let stir, let faith be stirred up with inside of you, not stump you. See, this is the thing. They, he wanted the, the disciples to have their faith stirred. God wants us to have our faith stirred on a daily basis. If you aren't doing something for God, that means you, you, you don't, you're not freaking out on a daily basis of what you can and will do. Maybe the freak out is just, I need to talk to somebody about Jesus tomorrow. One person. If, that, if it's greater than that, if God is calling you to greater, maybe it's 10 people, maybe it's 20 people. But God wants to stir faith inside of you, inside of me, inside of us. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible. Everybody say impossible. Everybody say impossible. Impossible to please God. So it's not just, oh, I think I'm going to have. No, God wants us to have faith. He wants us to be drawn into everything he has for us. But sometimes it takes a greater faith inside of us. If not, we just get stuck. See, I got my little lunch um, pack right here. See, the first thing, and I'm going to make it real easy and simple tonight. When we talk about faith, the first thing, so, I, okay, this illustration is not like, there's no, like, uh, barley loaves and sardines, okay? I, didn't, I don't think Pastor Daniel wanted fish all over his mic. Just be honest. So I got two cans of uh, tuna. See, this, this boy brought two cans of tuna, but sometimes when we, we don't necessarily have two fish and five loaves, what we have is our heart and our spirit. God wants us to bring us our hearts and our spirits to the will that he can do a miracle in it so that other people can be represent uh, can can be drawn to who he is so so we we say god take my take my fish just not my salmon um <laughs> right take my take my heart take my spirit what it does is it, it gives us a greater sense of faith. Why? Because we're dependent on who he is, not upon our own hearts and our own spirits. The boy used 
his five loaves and two fish. But it yet it fed a multitude of people. We have to remember these things. Things in our own hands is natural. But when God blows upon it and blesses it, it becomes supernatural. See, this is, this is why we give this, our, our hearts and our spirits. And you, you, we can't say, well, this is all I have. Because a lady with the two mites, that's all she had. Yet she gave it. And Jesus said she gave more than the other people. Why? Because she gave everything she was, everything she saw, everything she believed in. God wants us to surrender. He's looking for the yes. Most parents, me included, we love when our kids say, yes, mom, yes, dad. It's the same thing with God. He just wants us to say yes. And it's okay if we say I'm scared because we're putting our trust in him. Sometimes we have to do things scared to allow faith to be built up inside of us. And as faith is built inside of us, we have to remember that we are the hands and feet of what God wants to do in our communities, in our families, in, in, our, in our businesses. But only way that happens, church, is by faith arising inside of us. So, so if we look in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12, it says, just as a body... Through one part has many parts, but is all but all it but all its many parts form one body. We could be doing all different kinds of things, but we are one body in who God is and what He wants to do in the land, in, in the state of Alaska, in our country. He wants to push us forward. Let him be the heart and the brain of what you are doing so that you can do good. So you can be good. See, this is the second thing that the boy brought. He brought bread. I'm trying to do this without making a mess up here. So we already gave him our, our spirit and our heart. Maybe the, the next thing that this could represent is your, is your, is your gifts. The things that, that God wants to do through you that he wants you to give to him. Maybe it's, maybe it's singing. Maybe it's dancing. Maybe it's, it's hanging out with students or, or children's ministry. Maybe it's bus ministry. Maybe it's media. You can give God what you have even if it's just a piece of bread because he's willing to multiply it. And the thing about giving him this gift of a bread, giving this honor of, of what you have, the thing is, is he takes it and then guess what we do? We don't take it back. What we do is step back. Step back into everything that he has for us because we're going to trust in who he is. And what he wants to do in our life. So we got to step back. Everybody say step back. Everybody say step back. John 6, 11 says, Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks. Everybody say gave thanks. And he distributed it to those who were seated. See, giving thanks is allowing him to blow upon our lives. What do we do at EMP? We thank him. Why? Because he thanked us first. 
he gave himself for us. We're just thanking him for who he is and what he wants to do in our lives. Stand back moments are allowing God to use us in every moment he has us in. It's not about just faith, although faith is amazing. It's about trust. See, the stand back is the trusting in who God is. I'm trusting in God that he's going to provide a brand new home for me. I'm trusting in God that I'm going to build the next, past, uh, that the next pastor and ministers and, and will come out of my kids. I'm trusting in God for my financial blessing. I'm trusting in God. That is the step back. That is the let go. And I want to encourage you tonight to just step back. Because when we step back, we're actually bowing down and honoring the king. Honoring the father. Because we're releasing everything we are and everything that we need to have to who he, who he is. Jesus took time to honor the Father. We should do the same by honoring him, honoring God. The last thing is this that I, as we move forward is, how many of you guys ever took lunch? Are you, and your mom or dad used to write you notes and stick it in your lunchbox. My mom used to stick lunchbox notes in my, in my lunchbox because I went to private school the first six years of my life. So she would make my lunch and stick little notes sometimes in them. See, when Jesus said, pick up the leftovers, what it really was was a reminder to the disciples. It was like leaving a note in the lunchbox. See, when, when, when you go to school and, and you open your lunch, you're like, what? What a nice lunch. Ooh, they wrote me a note. And normally that note reiterates their love for you. I love you, son. I love you, daughter. See, God does the same thing with picking up, with reminding the disciples to pick up the leftovers. He, it, it, was like, it was like these scriptures. Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. It's a reminder. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. In Romans chapter 8, verse 31, it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be? Who can be? And the last one I have is Matthew chapter 25 verse 21. His master replied, well done, good and thy faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. See, these little notes that are in the, in the lunch pail is, is like, like Jesus telling them, pick up the leftovers. Why? Because nothing was wasted. See, a lot of times with the I love you's notes, says, make sure you eat all your food. <laughs> Carrots and all. Nothing was wasted. In the same way, we should let him pick up the pieces and fragments of our lives so nothing of our lives are wasted. 
so he can multiply. And as it multiplies, we, can, we get to do more what, what, he, what we give him. See, God uses a boy with the five loaves and two fish to feed a multitude. Everybody say multitude. Everybody say multitude. But the fragments that were picked up will feed a whole lot more. See, God didn't just call you to be fed here. God has called you to feed others. The church doesn't just become in these four walls of this church. The church is where you go. There is a host of angels on a daily basis that continues to walk in, walk with you so that you have purpose. You have a plan that God has set before you so that you can go into the highways and byways and compel people into what God wants to do in here. Pick up the fragments. Let God blow upon it so that a multitude can be fed. See, as we continue, it's not just about the, the excess, but it's even about our children. God wants us to make sure that our children are fed. Jesus doesn't want to waste our lives to be wasted because there are people that can be fed by you and me. When, when he asked in John chapter 21, verse 17, he said this, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt. How many of you guys know that people still get hurt even though Jesus are challenging them? Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. God has called us to feed the sheep. God has called us, even with the scraps that were there, he was trying to remind the disciples that nothing goes to waste. Nobody here or outside should never go to waste because we should feed them and clothe them and give them hope and a future with God's spirit. Even if you're asking why, why, why should I do that? Because he already tells us to do it. If you look in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, he says to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. It was a mandate from Jesus to the world to be fed. So I want to encourage, everybody say encourage. Everybody say encourage. Encourage you tonight that you have what the world needs. You have what the world needs. 2020 is so messed up. A lot of us would love to hit the reset button. Right? But realistically, 2020 should be a year of hope. 2020 is a time where faith is being stirred. 2020 is a time that God wants to pour out upon all flesh. So as we continue, as we kind of wrap it down, God is calling some of you, even tonight, 
as this message talks about our lunchbox, to bring your lunchbox. Everything you are, everything you want to do, just bring it. Just bring it. I want to encourage you. God used a boy from little old Maui, Hawaii to touch a world through the Avenue Media. I'll tell you one story. I was in a sanctuary in the sanctuary there in Maui, and uh, this is when I was still in high school. I think I think I was just getting out, and and a gentleman walked up to me and he goes, "Hey, I heard you you help with the TV show." And at that time, Dr. Morocco had a TV show called Celebrate. All right. So I'm gonna get, yeah, some of you might not even know that show. It was, yes. We'll just leave it there. All right. So I used to edit the TV show back then. And this gentleman walked up to me. He goes, Hey, I heard you you edited the show. And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, I wanna just tell you something. I said, Okay. He goes, one night. I was in my, in my living room, and, you know, I hadn't been to church in a long time. And I turned on the TV in the early morning just before I went to work. I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was young and dumb, okay? I was young and dumb. Um, he goes, but Dr. Morocco popped up. I was like, cool. Do you like the show? That was my first response. I was young. Leave me alone. All right. But he goes, but you know what? I got drawn in at that moment. See, God used what I had, even as a 17-year-old, to bring life to a person that wasn't even in the building. Honestly, wasn't even looking for God. And God intervened in their situation because I was able to give my lunchbox. See, I want to encourage you tonight as you hear that story. Let something new stir in you to give everything you have, everything God has given you so that he can blow upon it. Because here at King's, there's a place where your lunchbox can be used. There is a place where your lunchbox can be used. God needs more youth leaders. God needs more children's workers. God needs more worship team. God needs more musicians. God needs more media people. We need more coffee people. You know why? Because your lunchbox allows other people to eat. So as, as, we, as we go forward, I want to tell you, I want to encourage you that God wants to use you. Me? Yes, you. But I can't talk a mic, neither could I like 10 years ago. In fact, I love being in media. You know why? Because I got to not be in front of the mic. I do better behind the camera than in front of the camera sometimes. But I gave my lunch. I'm going to leave you with this. This quote. Mac Anderson says this. The three most appreciated words in the English language are, may I help. Use them. I want to encourage you to use them. Minister Micah, could you come to the keys? God wants to use you just as he did with the boy with the lunch. 
He wants to use you. Well, you don't know where I've been. If you would, if you know half the stories of the staff that is here in front of you, you'd run out. <laughs> They're not qualified to be my pastors. Nobody's qualified to be your pastor. It's not any one of us that qualifies you. It's God who qualifies you. So as you say, God, use me, just do it. Just do it. Because God is willing to pour out so much blessing upon your life. If you just say yes. Yes. Can I be honest with you? Being here in Alaska was a yes. I didn't have much faith at that point. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I didn't have much faith at that point. But I had faith as a mustard seed. And I was willing to say yes. And this is the thing. I'm in the greatest season of my life. Even all the trials and tribulations and everything that's happened in my life, especially in the past couple months. I'm not saying life will be easy after you give your lunch. But I'm saying when you give your lunch, you're saying yes. And you're dependent on who he is. I want to encourage you. It's going to be one of the greatest seasons of your life. Only if you say yes. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. No matter your situation, no matter your circumstance, just give to him. And let him bless it. And as he bless it, let it feed the multitudes of people. The best way to start giving your lunchbox is making sure Jesus is your Lord and Savior. By accepting who he is. And what he's done for, will do for you. It says in the Bible, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are all, me included. I was saved by his grace. It's the only reason why I'm standing here today. It's because God's grace came upon me on that concrete bench on the right side of the, uh, right side of the church there in Maui with Dr. Marco sitting across me. That moment saved my life. And he wants to do the same with you. He wants to do the same with you. And as we give our lunch, that's, that's, all we have to do is not just, but declare it with our mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe with our heart that you are saved. That's it. That's the start of giving Jesus everything. With everybody's head bowed, everybody's eye closed tonight. If you're here tonight and you say, Minister David, I've had a rough road, but I want to accept him for who he is. I want to confess who I am to be everything that he has called me to be. Or maybe you hear, you hear tonight and say, Minister David, I once had walked with the Lord, but I had stepped away. 2000 has been crazy. And I haven't really followed in who God is, but I'm ready to make a commitment. 
Or maybe you're here tonight and say, Minister David, I just want to affirm my faith tonight to know that heaven is my home. If you're one of those three categories, I want you to confess with your mouth through the sinner's prayer. But if that's you, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand. See that hand. See that hand. God has wanted to stir you tonight. Come on, let's all stand. Let's all, all affirm our faith tonight. This is the start of you giving your lunchbox. Maybe you've said it once or you said it a thousand times like I have. It's good to affirm your faith in who God is. Why don't you repeat after me? Say, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Wash my sins away. Make me whole. Make me new. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're, I'm going to open up these altars. If you're here tonight and, and maybe that sermon really did affect you. Maybe you have something that you want to give. In Hawaiian, it's called holokupu. They bring the offering to who God is. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, I, I don't know what I have, but I have something. I want you to take a step out in faith. And bring what you do have. And let us come into agreement with you. And pray with you. To allow his power and presence to come into your life. If that's you and you're ready to take the next step. Into everything that God has for you. Minister Micah is going to play. And I want to encourage you that we want to agree with you tonight. That God is going to blow upon it. To see the multitudes of people. I want to encourage you. Pastor Daniel said 500 by December. If you begin to declare it and you begin to pray on the, the gifts and talents, your hearts and emotions and everything and let God blow on it, 500 will be the least. We're going to see an excess and the multitudes of people come into this house. And not just for this house, but every house. Every Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-filled will be filled because people will take their lunchboxes. Pastors and ministers, can you come to the front? We're going to pray and we're going to believe with you. If you'd like prayer, I want to encourage you to take a step of faith. Pastor Kirsten is going to close us tonight. But take a step of faith. I want to pray with you. Our pastors and ministers want to pray for you because God wants to use you. Everybody say me. God wants to use you. And we want to declare that over your life. After Pastor Kristen prays and closes us tonight. So if that's you and you want to take a step out, you can take a step out now. But we want to pray with you. But we're going to release service tonight. Right on, Minister David. Thank you so much. What a great word. Give the Lord a hand clap. And again, if you want to... Want somebody to pray with you? Pastors and ministers are here. You want to, as Minister David said, give up for your lunch. You can meet one of these guys, your ladies, and we'll pray with you. Let me bless you and uh, look for you this weekend. Pastor Daniel will be back. It's going to be a great weekend. 
The Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, may his, cause his face to turn toward you, may he give you peace. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.